not barbecue back there, and you didn't invite me, hurt my feelings. Thank you for tuning in to the Destination Devi Injury Pod. I'm your host, Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy. We received some big injury news over the last few days with Jamar Chase's hip injury to Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, and Gus Edwards all suffering injuries on Thursday night. The Ravens have a Week 10 bye, so I wouldn't be shocked if they all miss next week's game, but we'll have to wait and see. If one were to play next week, I think it would be Mark Andrews with uh, coming off the AC sprain. Just depends on severity of his symptoms. Rashad Bateman, it sounds like he suffered a re-injury of his midfoot sprain, uh, so he's likely to miss more time. And then Gus Edwards, he suffered a right hamstring strain. And we also don't know if there were any knee implications there with the hyperextension. So just keeping a close eye on them. For Jamar Chase, I know some injury analysts have made a big deal out of this, out of his hip injury. Here are the facts, at least from what has been reported and what we know. He has received two high-level medical opinions on his hip. Both have told him that he will not require surgery, that it simply needs time to heal without the same repetitive stresses of playing each week. Reports have come out saying that he has a hairline fracture and a labral tear. If the labral tear was significant enough to cause problems or mechanical fault, I believe that he would have been told to get surgery already, which he has not. So both short and long term, I'm not concerned about the labral tear for Chase. That's great news because the main concern for him would then be the hairline fracture, which these tend to heal really well without any long-term concerns or issues. He just needs time off. So that being said, it does make a lot of sense that the Bengals won't be placing him on injured reserve because I do believe he will have a chance to return in three to four weeks. It just, just kind of depends on his healing rate. And I think that's within reason. They have a week 10 bye, so could Chase return for week 11? Yeah, possibly. I think there's a chance he's able to. It really just depends on his pain levels, swelling, range of motion, and I'm sure they will re-image at some point, uh, likely after the bye week or during the bye week, to make sure that that fracture has healed well. The hardest part of this is the fact that it's truly a wait-and-see timetable, but for right now, I do believe you can safely attempt to buy low on Chase and expect him to return for high-level 2022 fantasy production whether that be week 11, week 13. I think we'll have him at least for sure by the playoffs and like late season playoff push. And again, this is just my working theory based on the reports we've seen come out, as well as the moves that the Bengals have made or haven't made. You listen to the coaches, you listen to the medical advice he's been given. If this was worse, like some injury accounts have made it out to be, it would be rational to assume that they would have placed him on IR or that he would have been told to get surgery. So the fact that he hasn't been placed on IR and they've said they expect him to make a full recovery, I think we can use our clinical reasoning to assess that this may be a quicker recovery than, say, six to eight weeks or season ending, season ending like some accounts have said. Um, I, I think we can expect a good recovery here. So I hope that information does help. All right, let's dive into this week's injuries for week, ele- for week eight. Definitely not week 11. I'm a little ahead of myself there. For a quarterback, Russell Wilson, as we know, he's been dealing with that lat strain and hamstring strain, uh, obviously not limiting him enough to uh, prevent him from doing high knees on the plane. He was taken off the injury report for this week, and he's listed as the starter. So uh, in in my mind, in my opinion, if you need to start him this week, I think you can start him and just hope that he doesn't suffer a re injury of the hamstring. Uh, in in the game, and remember, he's the London, he's the London game, so he starts earlier than everyone else on uh, Sunday morning. 
Ryan Tannehill, he's dealing with an ankle sprain, and actually a report just came out that he is also dealing with an illness. He was listed as questionable. I do not expect him to play, and I would expect Malik Willis to get his first start of the season. Malik Willis is a guy who I'm trying to acquire over the next uh, less than 24 hours. I have yet to be successful yet, but um, yeah, I'm trying to acquire him before he starts tomorrow because that's likely just going to boost his value even more. And man, I wish Traylon Brooks was healthy for this game. Mac Jones uh, coming off the ankle sprain. As we know, he so he's Alyssa's starter. Uh, there was a report that came out he's still dealing with some numbness in his foot. That is not surprising. Oftentimes, there, these can be some residual, common residual symptoms from ankle sprains, a little nerve damage. That shouldn't limit him in-game, though. At running back, DeAndre Swift has been taken off the injury report. He is going to play this week, so wheels up, start him with confidence. Hopefully, he gets enough volume, and you know we, we know he's always going to be efficient with his touches. So, Ezekiel Elliott, he's listed as doubtful with a knee sprain. I don't expect Elliott to start. I know... I know there's been some confusion between what Mike McCarthy has said and then Jerry Jones, but yeah, I don't expect Zeke to start. Um, if the reports are true about a strained MCL and a bone bruise, it makes sense for Zeke to be held out this week with their bye week next week and then possibly returning for week 10. So obviously Tony Pollard becomes a must start. James Conner, he's already been ruled as out with the rib injury. Again, I, I expected him to be back by now, so the timetable for him is really uncertain at this point. He's likely still doing, dealing with pain. I would assume they've attempted to uh, put him in contact situations just to see how he's, how he's responding. I can only assume that he has not responded well, and that's why he hasn't returned yet. Uh, and then also, you know, Daryl Williams, he's still dealing with a knee sprain, likely MCL as well there. Um, he's listed as a game-time decision. Even if he plays, I don't expect him to receive significant touches, so this should be another Eno Benjamin start. I know he his production has been a little spotty, but with a little better matchup this week, I do believe Eno Benjamin will be a good start this week. Chuba Hubbard, ankle sprain. Uh, he's listed as out, so this this is fully going to be the Deontay Foreman show. I know they're... Uh, um, Oh, I can, I, I'm blanking. Unfortunately, I didn't write his name down. I'm blanking on his on their backup's name. I think it's Blackshear, uh, Rashad Blackshear, something like that. But I don't expect him to get significant touches, so it should be the Foreman show. Um, also of note in that game, on the Falcons' side, A.J. Terrell has been listed as out with a hamstring strain. So that's great news for D.J. Moore. P.J. Walker has been doing a better job of getting him the ball. So... I know we've been, you know, do you sit DJ Moore? Do you play him? Do you put him in flex? Whatever it might be. I think you you can play DJ Moore as a flex option with upside there. Keeping it uh, running back, Daryl Henderson. He's been dealing with an illness, though he is reportedly going to play. Should start. I'd be very tempted. I wanted to touch on him because I'd be very tempted to sell Henderson right now. Um, I know that's risky because... You know, there's the chance that he remains the Rams running back one for the rest of the season. We know the Rams are trying to sell, trying to trade Cam Akers. Um, they haven't done that yet, likely going to do that before the trade deadline. But they're also, they continue to be heavily rumored in the running back market right before Tuesday's trade deadline. So it would be, it would be a bummer if you didn't sell Henderson, if you can get a decent offer for him right now. And then they, you know, the Rams wind up trading for Kareem Hunt or you know, whoever else might be available. 
uh, on the flip side, I know it could be a bummer that you know if the Rams don't add somebody and then Henderson remains the running back one and you could have used him. It, that's just up to you. I'd be very tempted to sell him just because I, I personally don't believe Henderson is very good. At wide receiver, I know Jamar Chase. We talked on him. He'll be He's already out. He's going to be out for several weeks. But I wanted to touch on him because Tyler Boyd becomes a must-start at wide receiver, uh, which is good because we're dealing with a lot of, lot of wide receiver injuries this week. Debo Samuel, he's been listed as out with a hamstring strain. Makes sense because the Niners are on bye next week. Gives him a little bit more time to heal and recover. Brandon Ayuk becomes a must-start. I'm not 100% sure what to expect out of this 49ers offense because uh, Debo's out, Kyle Juszczyk's out with a finger fracture. I believe he had surgery. And then Juwan Jennings might also be out with a hamstring strain. So I think it's going to be Brandon Ayuk, Ray Ray McLeod, maybe Danny Gray. Not sure what to expect there. Obviously Kittle's there. Um, But yeah, that'll be interesting. Looking forward to hopefully Brandon Ayuk has a big game. You guys know I'm a big fan of him. Amon Ross St. Brown, he's listed as questionable with a concussion. Again, this is it's kind of an interesting situation because uh, we've been told he never actually did suffer a concussion and he never had symptoms, but he's still having to go through the protocol. I would expect him to be cleared. If he does clear, you play Amon Ross St. Brown. Devontae Adams, he's been dealing with an illness. His list is questionable, but he did, uh, he got a limited practice in on Friday and he did tell reporters that he intends to play. So I do expect Devontae Adams to play this week. Michael Thomas, he's already been listed as out and I wanted to touch on him because initially he was listed out with a turf toe injury. Now it's being listed as a foot injury. I haven't seen anything indicating a, a setback or a new injury for him, but we also know there's no timetable for return. So this is turning into a really bad situation. I, I, I think a lot of us expected Michael Thomas to be back by now uh, within three to four weeks off the turf toe injury. I believe this is week five or the fifth game that he's going to miss now. So just an interesting situation. Um, I apologize for giving, so for misleading some injury advice on him early in the season. I definitely expected him to be back by now. DK Metcalf, what a situation. He went from... Uh, out for the year to, oh, he's just going to miss a, miss several weeks, and then he was able to get a limited practice in this week. So he's listed as a game-time decision. He there's, there's surprisingly a chance that he plays. I think if he plays, you play him just because he's a, he's a big play threat anytime he's active. Uh, just keep an eye out for his status early, early Sunday morning. Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett is actually in a similar situation where he's listed as a game-time decision with a rib injury and then hamstring strain. Um, he's been playing through the hamstring strain. As long as the ribs are, you know, I, I believe it's probably going to be up to him and the staff if he feels like he can play. Um, I do believe he will be active. I think if he's active, you play him. He's worth a flex spot at worst. So, Alan Lazard, he is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's already listed as out. If this is a moderate grade sprain, as we know he was in a sling right after last week's game, I do believe he could miss another one to two weeks, so keep an eye out on that. Brandon Cooks, he's listed as questionable with a wrist injury. He popped up on the injury report with the injury with the wrist injury on Friday, but from what I've seen, he should play. I think he's flex-worthy. It's a, it's a pretty decent matchup this week. And then Nico Collins, Cooks may, I mean, he should be the, the number one option there. Nico Collins, I don't expect him to play 
as he's dealing with a groin strain and listed as questionable. Um, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for his status. But if Nico plays, I would I would sit him. If Cooks plays, I would play him. If you're really desperate and you need a really deep wide receiver option, Philip Dorsett could be somewhat of an option um, at wide receiver this week, especially if Nico is out. Van Jefferson, he is, as we know, he had had knee surgery and he's been out several weeks. He is uh, reportedly full go. He will uh, reportedly get his normal workload and be worked into the offense here. I prefer to sit him this week and just see how he performs. The Niners secondary has actually struggled, so you know this is the challenge. Van Jefferson could wind up getting a big you know, 40, 50-yard gain, beating the defense over the top. He definitely adds a very nice element that the Rams offense has missed over the last several weeks, so it'll be interesting to watch. But he just, I, you know, I prefer to sit Van Jefferson this week and just see him produce first. Corey Davis, he's already been listed as out with an MCL sprain. This isn't surprising given the severity of symptoms, but also, uh, you know, the Jets have a week 10 bye. So I wouldn't be surprised if Corey Davis misses next week as well. There's a rumor that Elijah Mitchell, sorry, Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Moore might play in the slot more, but it would make more sense, especially with the Davis out. It wouldn't surprise me if Elijah Moore played outside, out wide with Garrett Wilson and then Braxton Berrios played in the slot. So we'll have to see, or they'll, they'll do a rotation where Denzel Mims may play out wide and then Elijah Moore in the slot. So we'll just have to see. Hopefully, I, I'm sure with that whole situation, I'm sure the Jets are going to work on getting Elijah Moore more manufactured touches just to keep him happy. He's a rookie. He's a stud. He needs the ball in his hands. Uh, I'm sure they want to keep him happy in that extent. So. Jahan Dotson, he's already been listed as out again with a hamstring strain. I do believe he's close. He may wind up playing next week. Uh, just keep an eye out, out for his practice status next week. At tight end, David Joku, he's already been listed as out. Apparently that's been a surprise for some people, but I do believe he's dealing with a high ankle sprain, and Cleveland has a week 10 bye. So, or I'm sorry, Cleveland has a week 9 bye. So I wouldn't be surprised. One, it's not surprising to me that he's out this week. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a chance to return for week 10 after the bye week. Um, this this may put, especially if you're hurting at tight end and you need somewhat of a desperation play, this puts Harrison Bryant on the map at tight end. Jacoby Brissett has targeted tight end quite a bit, and Harrison Bryant is really the only healthy tight end option there. So um, if you need a deeper option, maybe pick up Harrison Bryant or play him if you have him in Dynasty. Dalton Schultz, we know he's been dealing with a knee sprain repetitively, a right PCL injury, same, very similar to Zeke. He continues to re-injure it, re-aggravate it, but, um, you know, I, one, I do believe him to, I do believe we can expect him to play this week. Last week, he was a risky play, but put up 9.9 .9 points. Given the landscape of tight end, I think, with Schultz active, I think you play him and just hope for that volume. Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott likes to target Dalton Schultz. I think he's a good red zone target as well. So if he gets less volume, just hope for a, for a touchdown. Um, and hope for, you know, if he's active, hope, hope that he doesn't get hit low and that he doesn't suffer a re-injury in game. Obviously, that's a risk, but, you know, if he's active, you play him. 
Darren Waller, he's dealing with a hamstring strain. He's listed as questionable. He's he slowly worked his workload up. He's ramped it up over the last several weeks, trying to get back. I believe he has a shot at playing, but I'd be very tempted to sit him this week. I know, like what I just said with Dalton Schultz, with the landscape at tight end, I know tight end is thin. I know Waller is a very good target when healthy, but given how long it's taken him for, for him to return and his lack of production over his last several games when he's healthy, I, I just think we need to sit him and see how he performs, see how he produces, and I'd want to make sure when he is active, that he's able to play without re-injuring himself. So uh, just keep a close eye on his status. Obviously, if you don't, if you really don't have a good pivot, like if your backup is, I don't know, Zach Gentry or some, some guy who should be on waivers right now, play Waller. But if you have a decent pivot, play, play your pivot over Darren Waller. Speaking of pivots, uh, Juwan Johnson, he... You know, he's performed well over the last several weeks as Adam Trot- Troutman. Troutman has been dealing with an injury of his own. Juwan Johnson, I think we can consider him uh, as a play this week. He is listed as questionable, so obviously if he's active, just keep an eye out for his status. But he's dealing with a hamstring strain. Um, you know, over the last two weeks, he's had 24% and then 8% of the receiving yardage share uh, for the Saints. That's not a lot. You're kind of banking on several receptions, and then hopefully a touchdown. The good news is he's had 40% of the Saints' touchdowns. I know 40% sounds like a lot. It's only two out of five total touchdowns, passing touchdowns that the Saints have had. So you're kind of banking on um, a little luck here. But if you're if you're thin at tight end and you just need a play, uh, like, like if you have Travis Kelsey on bye or something and you need to play somebody, I think Juwan Johnson is worth at least an option there at tight end. Logan Thomas, he's dealing with the calf strain. He's listed as questionable. I, I don't believe he's going to play. Um, if he's active, I would sit him just, again, given how long it's taken for him to ramp up his workload, how long it's taken for him to get back into practice, and then his lack of production. Um, you know, Oddly enough, I think Taylor Heineke moves the ball a little bit with, with a little more ease than Carson Wentz had been. So there's the risk that, yeah, maybe Logan Thomas does a little bit better with Taylor Heineke, but he's a sit for me this week, even if he's active. All right, that covers all main injuries this week. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. Hopefully that information helps you guys. Um, If you have any further questions, as I've said every week, reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel or or on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at jmthrivept for any live updates as any injuries occur. And I wish you guys good luck. Hope hope you all get wins this week. And yeah, we'll see you next week.